Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We had um, Ed Hawkins, the author, come in today to talk about some weird and wonderful things, the Jedi skills in the world of sport. Very good it was. Yeah. And uh, Angus Deaton and uh, Philip Pope came in. They did. Radioactive. They did, show. yeah. And we, we talked a bit of football because we all support different clubs. Yeah, uh, good bit at the end there. That is your discover. Idea, yeah. So we'll have that. Um, we'll also have some uh, old nonsense from us. And here it all is. We hope you enjoy it. Afternoon, Paul. And first, before we get on to the football last night, let's congratulate Harry Maguire. Um, he just announced his new baby yesterday, nine months after our World Cup win over Colombia, which yeah. is great, isn't it? I hope they named the child after the icon of the tournament, Waistcoat Maguire. <laughs> It's a good name, isn't it? I think that works for me. It's <laughs> not really a name, though, is it? Really? It sounds like it's sort of a famous baseball player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody played with Babe Ruth for the Yankees. What they called him Waistcoat Maguire <laughs> because off the, he was never seen without a waistcoat. Uh, yeah, it does sound like one of those, doesn't it? That's um, really, yeah. They've called the they've called the baby Saint, haven't they? I think they've gone with they've gone with a name. Lily Saint. Yeah, oh, that's, Lily that's Saint. Nice, okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, yeah, well, obviously they weren't going to call it South waistcoat they? they weren't going to call it waistcoat you know no it wasn't even on the shortlist i understand no, it wasn't really well congratulations well done to gareth as well getting his uh his obe today uh, can i just say that uh, brighton are going to lose to manchester city on saturday <laughs> you've stuck your neck out there haven't you? you seem very confident that cardiff would lose to manchester city last night yes. and you were proved absolutely absolutely correct, correct. we all yeah. were really even uh, neil warnock yeah. was it was a so, bit of a strange uh, game yeah we're going to come on to tottenham mm. in a minute and uh, because we're joined by martin cloak from the spurs supporters trust and what went in mm. last night at the lane it was a uh, it was, a, I think, a night we'll remember for a long time, but not necessarily a game. But anyway, you you watched Brighton, and Chris yes. Hewton wasn't massively impressed with their performance. Uh, no, I'm not surprised, really. Uh, their best player was Basuma. He had a good game, actually. He looks like he's got something about him. But yeah. they rested Glenn Murray, which is a big thing for them, and also uh, Knockhart had... To was didn't start. He came on because yeah. Sonny March got injured. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, all in all, it was a good performance by Chelsea. But you know, we saw the team. You see that you're sitting in the restaurant. The team comes up. You look at it on your phone. And you think, oh, actually, I might go to the game. Yeah. And it was actually a decent team he picked. A team that yeah. the fans wanted him to pick. You know, there's there's real apathy there, though. You know, people really have had enough of it. But last night, I think they were happy enough and. Uh, 
Loftus Cheek, he should obviously start every game. Yeah, my view. He's going well, isn't he? Hudson Adoy, not necessarily start every game, but he he's really good and he's 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 got that thing that young players have, isn't it? No fear, and he just goes forward. His decision making is really good. He knows when to cross. He knows when to pass. You know, and he could have had a goal. He had a couple of chances, and uh, but he said he had a good assist. And Giroud, Chelsea always look better when Giroud plays because he's a much better player than Higuain yeah. at the moment. He may not have been in their pasts, but at this current time, he's sort of five times better than Higuain. So why, you know, why bother really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there you go. Um, but I watched the Spurs highlights on. on we're talking about on the pitch, and yeah, uh, yeah they, they started well. It was sort of relentless, wasn't it? And then, then it, as the goal didn't come, yeah, yeah, then Palace sort well, of dug in. But in the end, you know, I think. You, I mean, to win. I think that I can under, completely understand the Palace tactics. They, you know, they sure. they just kind of had a free midfield player sitting in front of the back four and hope to hit us on the break. And they've got such a lot of pace around the team, we can understand why. But we just couldn't make the breakthrough. So it was a bit nervy at half time. You're starting to think, well, if it doesn't come, a point isn't good mm. enough. They didn't really need to win last night. You do worry about the curse on the place, but they they got the job done. A couple of very odd goals, quite um, quite forgettable yes. goals. Forgettable goals. If, goals. If, if, although if one, of course, wasn't the first one in the stadium, it would be forgettable, but I'm, I think we'll probably see it forever more. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and Harry Kane was obviously keen to score. He would have been. And, uh, he, he missed really a good chance, it. didn't he? He did it. Yeah. I mean, I think I think he did a bit of work on shooting practice with Moussa Sissoko yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Lent back and opened up his yeah, body yeah. in the... In the who yeah. was man of the match, actually, Moussa Sissoko. He was, he was great last night. No, he's had a great season. And he's, he's he was really playing out of position, as was Dele Alli, which It's funny, help, though, so. isn't it? Another round of fixtures go by, and now it's Manchester United who look like they're going to miss out. It's really going to go all the way, isn't it? Yeah. This, but there's no rhyme know. or reason. You've won again, and I, you keep saying you're not in it, but that's nonsense. Well, no, I mean, obviously we are in it, because we're one are. point behind. Well, but, exactly. you know, we've won two games in three days. Yeah, yeah. so of course you But then you've got West Ham, who always make it difficult for Chelsea, no matter how badly they're playing, and they are playing badly at the moment. For some reason, they decide that when they play Chelsea, it's worth playing. They do that against Spurs too, and you've got them as well. So. We have still got a bit of our place. Yeah, yeah we've still so got, it'll, be, still it'll be interesting anyway. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But um, the <laughs> Jimmy who sits behind me, he, he did have a lot. Of, he was basically thought it was still April Fools. He kept going. One nil Spurs. One nil Palace. You said. A one nil Palace. Sorry, yeah. One nil Palace. Sorry, yeah. One nil Palace. Yeah, uh, Batshuayi score, and everyone's going, yeah. going "Ray!" Yeah. and cheering. Really, he goes, "No, no, no!" <laughs> How many times did he keep that going for? He did about three or four times. The boy who cried wolf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the end, yeah. I didn't react. I did react the first time, but not as I reacted to the April Fools. It's not been a great week for me on that level. Yeah, you've not had a good. Really, I mean, every, basically every April Fool going, Andy has bought hook, line, and sinker. He's been coming in suggesting guests, and we're saying, That's you do realise it's April the first, don't you?" Alison Rudd was at the ground last night. Oh yeah, as were many, many people. I mean, everybody I know, uh, practically, even if they're not a Spurs fan, seem to be there last night. How did they night. get a ticket? Goodness knows. Uh, my Instagram is just plagued with pictures of Spurs' new wonderful yeah. stadium, which it is. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But you a, enough, you get a, bit, idea. a lot of envy there last night from amongst the Chelsea fans. But uh, um, Alison Rudd caused Jaws to drop at the new stadium by ordering a bean and beetroot burger. Oh, yeah, we saw that. That is not football food, I'm afraid, No, Alison. we did see a bean. We did see a, the bean and beetroot. I think there were quite a lot left. Yeah. <laughs> and they were be- yeah. <laughs> did seem, there did seem to be a, yeah, a surfeit of those, really. So if you wanted one of those, but I went. I went for the 
chicken. I went for the chicken and chips option. Was it good? It was all right. Yeah, it was, was good. Was it? Um, what, like it was a kind of fried it was, chicken. It was a southern fried chicken. Oh yeah, yeah. Not a how whole many, one. How many different herbs and spices would you say? Well, I did. It's the, one less than the Colonel because otherwise, <laughs> we imagine that Tottenham sued, sued by the Colonel. Imagine that Daniel Levy on one side of the court, bloke in a white suit with a white beard in the other, and uh, you used all of my was it eleven herbs and spices? <laughs> like that, yeah. If only you, Daniel Levy saying if only we used 10 pots and we could have afforded Lionel Messi if we just used the 10 spices. Yeah, what a thought. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Annie Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. Now, you may remember a Mike Parry clip from many years ago. We, somehow we've lost. I know. Not us personally, it's gone. It's a pity, still... really, because it's a classic. It's a classic. And uh, Mike was talking. I thought we could get him to re record it. Yeah, maybe we will. <laughs> he, won't, he won't give it, the, he won't have the same edge. But Mike <laughs> did say once that uh, we're not far off a time when a man will do. Uh, run the 100 metres in one second. Yes, yeah, seemed yeah. unlikely to me. Well, but it maybe yeah. seems quite fitting in the, what we're just about <clears> to discuss. Uh, the men on Magic Carpet searching for the superhuman uh, sports star, the author Ed Hawkins is with us. Ed, good afternoon. Good afternoon. That does seem quite unlikely, though, doesn't it? Uh, 100 metres in one second. It seems to be a bit of a push, but there yeah. are people who were around in the <clears> 60s with the help of a little bit of a few substances who reckoned yeah. such bonkers things would have been possible. Don't think that applies to Mr. Barry. No, probably not. Yeah, yeah, he just does it. Just naturally him. So, yeah, the book, um, it's an interesting... I mean, if people had read The the, uh, Men Who Stare at Goats or seen the film, they would kind of have a feel for the kind of things you're talking about. But this is... So many of those sort of people... Moved into sport, you found, haven't you? Had a kind of involvement. You ought to explain to people who don't afterwards. know what the men. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, maybe Ed, you should kind of go back and sort of tell us the whole premise for it. Yeah. So in the in the during the Cold War period, mm. the American military believed that it was possible that they could create a super soldier who would be able to walk through walls, control the minds of others, slow down time, and any other sort of comic hero superpower you can think of. And that was basically because the Russians believed the same thing. And these during the Cold War, they were kind of egging themselves each other on because mm. they were totally paranoid that each side had this capability. But those beliefs all came from sport because there was a guy called Mike Murphy mm. who set up the Esalen Institute, which was perhaps in popular culture as best known for the guy, I think it's Dick Draper from uh, Mad Men, going to this far-out hippie retreat. Oh, yes, yeah. To sort himself out. And in the 60s, Esalen was basically the teaching ground for these superpowers. Mm -hmm. And and they were trying to get people to do it in sport. Yeah. So, and the American military borrowed those ideas from them. And that's how it all came about. The men who stare at goats was that story. And one of the people... um, who was in the Goats film, uh, was called Peter Brusso. Now, George Clooney played him, and I went to see him in a um, in the desert not far from the um, Mexican border, and he's this huge 300-pound guy. He's got 64 knives or axes on the wall. <laughs> Is he? 
um, you know, a huge sign saying "Kill them all and let God God sort them out." Yeah, I saw that so on the T-shirt once in America. It's yeah. quite a troubling so message, he's, that, you know, isn't he's, it? Really? He's, he's quite he's quite out there, <laughs> yeah. and he he was a he was a goat guy, and he was taught these superpowers. And once mm. the Cold War was over, he had nothing to do. Does it so work? Obviously, is, is he it went true? to go and he went to go and work in golf, teach golfers how to do all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and was very successful with it, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he taught, yeah. Tom, he taught Tom Watson. Yeah, now Tom Watson was a decent. Decent player back in the day. Mm. You know, they reckon he thought he was going to take on Nicholas for for major wins, and he, he tailed off. But he he was he was teaching Tom Watson to believe he was Darth Vader walking around the course. Thinking, <laughs> really? If you put on this cape, this imaginary cape, before you go out to play, pretend you're Darth Vader. Do the voice. Do the breathing. <laughs> do the voice. Do the yeah. voice. You, you're going to play better than everybody else. How did you discover this link then with this uh, into sport? Well, because I'm I'm interested, probably like most sports fans, why teams win, why teams lose. Mm. You know, and we know in this era with financial doping, if you want to call it that, teams will spend huge amounts of money on finding those percentage gains. But I thought, had anyone ever tried anything really weird, really out there? And then I started Googling. Yeah. And I came across this guy called Mike Murphy in the 60s was basically collating all these extraordinary examples of athletes doing superhero things and how he tried to teach people how to do it. Um, um, and you found they were, uh, Murphy obviously was, but do you find generally people were willing to talk because they can be a bit secretive about this kind of thing? Yeah, they can be. The passage of time certainly helped. Yeah, mm. This was in the 60s. Uh, so it's this bonkers sort of historical tale about how these guys had huge influence on the military and then what happened after that because they just went back to working in sport and, and who they ended up influencing. And that's probably one of the most interesting aspects of the book, who was a protege of that era and where he went with those ideas. I don't want to give the, give the sure. game away with the yeah. book, but it goes right to the top of, of, of American football. One of the chapters is called The Doc That Won the Super Bowl, and this was a chap you went, you went to visit. And... Yeah. So this is a guy who, um, who believes in something called power tapping, it's yeah, a Paul McKenna thing too. What's yeah, yeah, I've yeah. done that. It's quite a clever technique. Actually. Yeah, you will, you will see. You might see, you might see some athletes doing it. You might see gymnasts doing it. I remember seeing a, a gymnast doing it in the in, in the, the Olympics, and it's just yeah. like tapping pressure points on your wrists or on your face. So your face, your chest, we do it now on your nose, yeah, on your yeah. head. And you've done a bit of this. What, did you, what did you do tapping for? Um, I can't even remember now. Were you trying to stop <laughs> something? Improve my memory. <laughs> <laughs> it, it may have been, yeah, yeah. I think just general, uh, improve, you know, I'm always striving to improve myself. Really? Yeah. It's odd, isn't it? It's kind of at odds with you know, the American military would would bind to something when uh, so much of what some of these guys were saying uh, and in, in sport as well was kind of related to the amount of acid they were taking at the time. Yeah. It's, it's basically about mind control mm. and this is, might be easier for people to digest is um, calming people down yeah it's, they call that's it quietening tapping, tapping mind that's what's yeah. happening it's, yeah. it's giving somebody an excuse to think that they're going to there's nothing stopping them to perform at their best so mm. like the power tapping and they're just tapping their wrists out. And they're just taking their minds off their worries and their anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. There's a huge level, amounts of pressure which these guys are under. Top level sport is in the mind, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Even low level sport, you know, even yeah. whatever level you're playing sport, at, the, the mental state you're in affects the way you perform. What has Halifax Town FC got to do with That's this? It's a nice little story, this, yeah. Yeah, so in the, the famous um, Halifax Town FC upset when they beat Manchester City, they employed a guy called Romark, 
to hypnotise the Halifax Town players um, really? <laughs> that they were going to beat Manchester City, and he yeah. and he, he hypnotised John Smith, who set up who set up the winning goal, wow. to think they were all going to beat Man City. And it, you know, can he get down to Brighton before yeah. Saturday? <laughs> well, 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 unfortunately, he's no longer around. His next trick after that was to try drive blindfolded through the streets of Essex. Um, and as soon as he turned, as soon as he put the foot Sorry. down, he drove into the back of a police car. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but he, he, his name he, is No Mark, old Romark. Romark. And, oh, okay. and he said, "Well, logic meant that the, mm. the car was parked in a place that it shouldn't have been." Oh. But what he didn't see coming was the tax man because he got done for he got done for embezzlement. So right. he can't have been that um, <laughs> can't have been that hot. Do, do you see coaches and and sort of people in sport re sort of reading this book and maybe sort of picking up a few tips? Well, if if they pick up on the aspect of quietening the mind, look, it's it's happening in you know a lot of sports. It's it basically Murphy, this sixties hippie, has informed sports psychology about how to quieten the mind and to teach mm. people to chill out and try not to feel the pressure and breathe and meditate and visualize. And visualization is a huge part of modern day sport. Oh, absolutely! Athletes will be sitting down and they will be thinking through thinking about how the game is going to go, what they're going to do in that situation. And it's basically preparing the mind and the body for all eventualities. Well, I've always, I've tried visualising. I've tried visualising me and you accepting a, a radio award. Why have you tried visualising well, it? Might happen. They say wasting you, your time. I know, it's as if you visualise it, it's going to happen. Do you trip up on the way up to the stage <laughs> and land on your face? <laughs> that would be very funny. I love some of the things, the, the little section you have at the back uh, as well, Ed, where you looked at some of the things that, that people have bought into in sport, such as um, shape-shifting. Uh, it tells a story of a 49ers uh, quarterback that said five or six times a running back got bigger once, then smaller. And and other things that you wouldn't... Like that levitation. Players not actually touching the ground when they run. They were getting people to buy into that, weren't they? Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the football coach, the San Francisco 49ers quarterback, John Brody, from the 70s, he thought he could he could move the ball with the power of his mind once it had left his hand. Wow. And he, wow. And he spoke about that. Um, and but he didn't speak on the record about that in the seventies because he was terrified of what would happen to yeah, him. People would think he was mad, and, yeah. and and he would lose his contracts and and all that kind well, of thing. We've not used the word Jedi, but I mean it's it's kind of it is, yeah. isn't it? I wonder if George Lucas was. I mean, did, do you think he bought into any of this and, and knew of this when he was putting the films together? Well, this is the funny thing about it is that um, it all inspired the Star Wars movie franchise. Mm. These people mm. um, inspired Lucas. One of the one of Murphy's right hand right hand man was a guy called George Leonard, and his teachings were all about the Force and you know, Jedi people who could do all these extraordinary things. And Lucas has admitted that he was inspired by this wow. guy George Leonard. And one of his lines from his teaching is is in the is in the film with Obi Wan Kenobi, almost line for line, repeating what George Leonard was saying, even in the, in the, in the wrong order. <laughs> You know who the, the first, wrong order it was. You know who the first Jedi Master Football Here we was. go. Darth Crooks. Oh, there we Thank you very much. <laughs> there we are. Uh, the man who stare at Coates, of course. Ralph Coates. Uh, we thought about the late, great Burnley and Spurs winger. It didn't happen. But uh, the book's a lot of very fun. Interesting, it's, it's very interesting. It's very, very good. interesting. And, uh, yeah, we do recommend I think it. we're both going to take it home and give it a good read. We are. We're going to do it We've skimmed. So we are going to get properly stuck into it. So uh, The Men on Magic Carpet, Searching for the Superhuman Sports Star, published by Bloomsbury by Ed Hawkins, and is out now. Thanks for coming in. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sports. Uh, Radioactive uh, celebrating its 40th anniversary, uh, going on a national tour. Um, before we chat, Philip Pope and Angus Dayton, part of the Radioactive team. Let's hear a little bit of an old World Cup uh, song they did uh, on the show many years ago. Next time we'll win. Uh, yeah, it's actually it, brilliant though because every we used to get sent World Cup songs by the dozen, you know, just before every World Cup, and they all had that same yeah. theme like that. That we, this time we're going to win. Well, and, the, the, uh, like next time is the more is the most important. <laughs> and the same change of key in the middle. Yeah, that's yeah. always the yeah. key. But it's changed. Now. It's changed, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. England are actually good. There, uh, I say. Yeah. But, but, Careful, but yeah, we're, we're certainly a lot better than we have been. So yeah, for, 40 years since you... Is this 40 years since you did the kind of first sketches or 40 years since the sort of first series? 40 uh, years since we were born, I think. <laughs> yes, that's Not quite. a lie. Um, yeah, it was, well, it was the mid-80s. Mm. It was between 1980 and 1987 that we did the series on Radio 4, so right. however many years that is. Um, wow, your listeners right. can ring in and tell yeah. us. Um, so quite a long time ago, but the two shows that we're featuring were both written in 1984. Okay, yeah. but, but the anniversary is that we were we first did this show, the radio show, a sort of sketch show linked by radio, as it were, sort of as, as a format, as yeah. a format, uh, 40 years ago. So that's what yeah. that's what, what it's about. It's kind of what about radio and the way it's changed? I mean, is, has it changed fundamentally or not? I, I don't think it actually has. I, I was talking about has. this the other day. I still I still think probably quite a lot of the content you heard in the 80s is still out there now. That, that is, yeah, that <laughs> that's is. what we're hoping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank goodness that is actually the case. That if you listen to local radio, um, obviously that's what it's parodying, not yeah. national. Radio. No, of course not. Oh no, uh, that would be absurd. <laughs> (laughs) Um, uh, So if you listen to it nowadays, it's roughly as it was in the 1980s, 90s, noughties, etc. And in fact, a lot of the bands that that are parodied by Philip 
um, Kenny Rogers, Lionel Richie, yeah. the the Bee Gees, uh, all of whom crop up in the show. Um, they, they've they've been on Glastonbury in the last three years. Or so. Sure, so yeah, yeah. You know, they're still I, around. I think it's interesting with radio because newspapers are kind of struggling and TV has become fragmented and streamed and all that. But radio has kind of endured. I mean, I, I think people still. If you look at the actual total number of people in Britain who are still listening to radio, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and also it's difficult, I guess, um, to embellish radio that much. It's basically the spoken voice of mm. music, whereas TV, I guess, has, there's a lot more sort of technology that can you know, uh, be advanced over the years. Yeah. It's just fundamentally people talking into a microphone, isn't it? Is it? That, that, you, can't, you can't change that. You exactly. can't really mess with that. You get too much. True. Yeah. I suppose that somebody mm. said, like the podcast has kind of taken it on there. There's a school mm. of thought that says the podcast will kill radio, but I don't quite see that. But isn't the podcast basically radio? Well, it is, but, you know, also it's, it's, <laughs> it's, exactly. it's, it's you know, it's certainly if it's a sports podcast, which is great if you're just kind of having a general conversation, but you can be talking about someone who gets injured that night or the team that loses 4-0, you're tipping to win the league. Yeah, I suppose. But it's also niche, isn't it? It's, it's you know, and, and you can have swearing on it and that sort of thing. So, yeah. so, so I suppose it's... Yeah, we not allowed to Yeah, we're, we're, no, feel free. We'll right. use all the words. <laughs> 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 quite, quite happy swearing. That's that's what we're I assume. Yeah. 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 Okay, so, so where are you touring? Is sort of across the country? It's extensive, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's quite a long way. Uh, yeah, yeah, we go. We, we uh, don't go that far north. Well, we go beyond uh, Watford, obviously. Yeah. Okay. But uh, where Let's we start... some names, Philip. Uh, well, uh, Radlett in Hertfordshire, oh, yeah. Bloomsbury Theatre in London, uh, Stables in Wavendon, near Milton Keynes, Warwick... Didcot, Letchworth, Bromsgrove, Monmouth, Bridgewater, Winchester, Wimborne. Shall I go through the whole lot? Yes. Do, do, do it's like, like a train to Paddington you're yeah, doing there. It is, <laughs> yeah, it sounds touring, like the Radio 3 um, yeah, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> shipping forecast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, touring, is it fun? I mean, do you enjoy doing it? It's a bit like well, being in a, a bit band. Of a touchy, touchy subject, <laughs> is it? We, we get on very well. Yeah, and we, do. we have no arguments, and we love each other. But you yeah. are talking to us before we've started. The <laughs> yeah. Uh, any arguments about who's got the biggest room or any of that sort well, of stuff? Go on. Else. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, none of those. No, we uh, generally decided to do a tour of, uh, of local restaurants and thought we might as well do a show beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> so where people can find where can they find all the dates? Um, I suppose if they go on to if they just put in radioactive. 40th anniversary tour into Google, they get all the dates. Yeah, right? they go to So yeah. Comedy, the okay. promoters Brilliant. look up So Comedy Radioactive, that'll do it. It's just yeah. struck me that we are the full representatives of the teams chasing two places. Oh, really? Ah. Aren't we? Well, we yeah. are. Manchester yes. United, and Arsenal, Arsenal yeah. Tottenham, and Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, that's well, true. Okay. well, good start for Tottenham last night. Has, yes, it was. I'm sure said. you were delighted for I was absolutely not rooting for Palace at all. It's a sport the party. But it looks an amazing stadium, were you there? Yes, it, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've, I've, it's about the third time I've been in there, actually, and it is, oh, it, right. is, it is very impressive. Um, is it, does it have uh, USB ports in every uh, seat? It does, yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, wow. The Wi-Fi that works. Even I thought with six, they kept saying, oh, it's perfect Wi-Fi and everything, but with, you know, 62,000 oh, people, it'll We've work. got Wi-Fi too have now. You got no, one? We, we didn't, we didn't so, used to. We had very patchy so Wi-Fi. It's actually not bad. Talking yeah. of 62,000, I noticed that, of course, it has to be a greater capacity than the Emirates. Just by a few, yeah. 
the chairman asked to squeeze a few extra seats <laughs> yeah, in. It's, it's, right. it's like those sort of multi-millionaire super yachts, isn't it? Yeah. So if, if Roman Abramovich uh, makes one that's so long, then the next one has to come along. It makes another one that's like sort of three foot longer. Who's feeling confident then of the four of us that we are going to be top four? Well, this week it's United who aren't making it, and next week it'll be Chelsea. Next then week after it might be Tottenham if they lose to City. So yeah, I'm going to put a shout for Arsenal. We've got five away games. Yeah, against you know. Yeah. Wolves, Watford, uh, Leicester, Everton. Uh, uh, all they're all, they're all difficult. And they're all difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I so. think Arsenal have the easier run in. Um, do you? I think yes, away I do. from I think home, United I think they're playing two nasty ones. Well, they, they, well the thing is, when United play Chelsea, yeah. that will be good for the others because someone will gain ground yeah. and someone will lose ground. It so. will be a six pointer. Well, mm. it will. Uh, but we've got City as well, which is not great. Yeah. Um, so we are going to have to effectively It could be a last day special, which is exciting. I know. Well, you know, we're playing Arsenal. Uh, but we're playing Arsenal. We're Arsenal playing Burnley on the on the last day. Of course. Only Arsenal could play Arsenal. They've got all of some Only Arsenal could play Burnley on the last day when they need to win. Yeah. Arsenal ladies. Pasta and Pizzagate. Any food stuff we do on the last day. No, but Burnley will be fighting for their lives. So, you know, you never know. Well, I think no, they'll have a cigar on by them. But you've got no trouble there, yeah. yeah. Um, are you pro Ole then, uh, Angus? Are you pleased he's got the job? Uh, yeah, well, I'm delighted that it's all worked out so well. I mean, mm. it's, it's way better than any United fan could have ever imagined, I think, when he was in initially appointed. Um, I just hope that the bubble hasn't burst, that, that things continue to go yeah. on in an upward trend. But a bit like Spurs having to win last night because it might have cursed the ground, there was a bit of a feeling that it would have been good had he won his kind of first... Well, he did win his first permanent game in charge against mm. Wolves, but it wasn't... Uh, Watford. Watford, it wasn't a great performance, though, was it? And then no, you follow up with the defeat. The, the Wolves mm. match was a bad one to yeah. lose, to be honest. Um, even if we just got a draw, it, it would have set us up. Well, they could the have been three 0 up in the first half. I, I think we have to win pretty much every game, and, let, and we now have to rely on other people losing. Yeah, and that's not a good situation. Come on, let's do it then. The two who are going to be the two from four. We'll do it. <laughs> Everybody's got to do it. Okay, so I'll kick off then. If I, I thought of this, yeah. I'm going to go for. I think it's going to be Spurs and Arsenal. I, I think it's going to be Spurs and Arsenal. Really, Andy? You're not going yeah. to... OK, what do you think, Angus? Who I think you? it's going to be the nightmare scenario, in my view, because I'm a sort of closet Spurs fan. Uh, I think it'll be Arsenal and Chelsea. OK, and mm. uh, Phil, what do you think? I think it's going to be Arsenal and Man U. Oh, OK. See, so we, we all think Arsenal. We all, <laughs> yeah, we all think Arsenal are going to do it. Hopefully we've bopped them. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Our assistant producer, we were chatting earlier on, and uh, he put the idea forward, uh, is bingo a sport? And we immediately said no. Yeah, and uh, so he came it back with... He came, well, he came yeah. back with, he said... Oh, World Championship of Bingo, Alaska, 2019. Yes. So we're just making that up. He said, no, mm. it's the World Championship Bingo Tournament and Gaming Cruise. Mm. Uh, so, the, yeah, it, it started in 1989, and you go out on a lovely cruise and you play a lot of bingo, and you can win huge amounts of money. Um, so it's competitive bingo, but you're not saying it's it's a sport. No. It's as sedentary as almost as the darts, isn't it? No, darts, you've got to move your arm. <laughs> Oh, you've got to move your arm, your old dobber, haven't you? You've got to move your arm in the bingo. Don't call me an old dobber. <laughs> you are an old dobber. So, um, yeah, was it a dabber? I'm not oh, sure no, what no, it Maybe no, a dobber no, or something. I probably said something quite appalling. That's so, Australian for sort of informing on yeah, something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you dobbed me in. in. You dobbed me in. Yeah, mm. look. So, anyway, um, 
Yeah, so there is an element of movement involved. There's a movement of the arm, much like bingo. <laughs> I'm saying it's a sport. They had to change all the Let's calling. Let's Graham Courtney now. In, I mean, if we say to Graham, <laughs> Graham, do you want to go on a cruise of Alaska uh, to uh, cover the World really Championship would. bingo? I'd say, I'd say, yes, I really would. So uh, maybe maybe we'll see that. But it, yeah, officially, TalkSport saying, yes, it's a sport. Bingo. Okay, well, fine. I look forward to us covering it. How can I talk officially for the station? <laughs> Who am I? For goodness sake. <laughs> Suddenly they want to be in the Olympics. And they say, well, you want to take it out with TalkSport? They said we were a sport. Yeah. Uh, do you want some news? Some news about Diego Maradona. Well, Victoria do that. You no. try and put something out of work. <laughs> Go on then. Diego Maradona might be banned for the by the Mexican FA. Yeah. For political comments. Mm, uh, apparently, it. he had a go at Donald Trump. But you'd have thought anti-Trump stuff would go down well locally in Mexico because within their football, I don't know if you know that, if the opponents get a free kick, you're not allowed to put up a wall. Uh, as well, um, nice. Thank you very That's much. That's a beautiful bit of uh, satire. You can give that to Kevin Day for I got news for you. <laughs> you project it. See this thing about Kate Beckinsale today? Oh, the, uh, for fine goodness I, mean, I, I do love a rider story. You never know. You never know the strength of these uh, kind no. of things because there could be someone who's working on this uh, yeah, TV show she, who doesn't like her and has just taken against her, and this stuff gets leaked. Mm. Um, but they said she was a diva while she was making a, an ITV uh, series. Mm. She insisted chefs uh, chop meat into precise one centimetre cubes, which uh, were cooked, then reformed into shape so she could track exactly how many I she I don't ate. even know how that works. Surely once you reform it into shape, it's, in, it's a burger. That's it. You can't... It's going to stick together with these other cubes and become a burger. Well, you but, can tell Kate this because that's mm. what she wants. She also has uh, um, mm. an assistant follower around with a freezer box of ice chips where she eats by the handful. Brain freeze! But you know what this is, don't you? And then she's allowed, she's asked to be allowed to smoke anywhere. This is somebody who's obsessing about their weight, basically. is dieting, because if you're worried about how many burgers you eat, if you eat ice chips, that's another thing. thing and smoking is another thing to stop you eating. This is what it sounds like to me, anyway. Right. But I might be wrong, of course. Okay. Well, they, and know, it may not even be true, we, which is we, another we fact. We passed this on, but we don't know really whether... <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> what's that song, Ellie, you say? <laughs> no, it's basically nothing, I'd say. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Although I did get excited on the Sun... I thought it was a football programme. The Sun uh, advertising their TV page today. Uh, Forces TV had an ad, and uh, they're showing the equal Equalizer with Ed Woodward. Surely that's a football show, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> no, it? It isn't. That, yes, I think it is. Yeah, I'd like to watch that. And then, of course, the winner by Wolves, which the one he's not quite so keen on. Uh, Kaz James, 37. Yeah. She's from Salford. And we read today that this is what it says in the sun. She licks pals to greet them and eats bonios out of a bowl because, uh, 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 he, sorry, he thinks he really is a dog. So I was not, thinking, not right, really, he should go and get some help. But yeah. the trouble is, he'll go and see a psychiatrist, and he'll say, "Lay on the couch." You say, "I'm not allowed on the couch." That's what he's going to say, isn't it? Of course, he is. Here we are. Back to, sorry, Tommy Cooper. Yeah, it's very much Circa Tommy 90. Cooper. Was it Robin Asquith, the the, the great, uh, the fine old actor from the confession films? He uh, he was uh, I, apparently he's. I think he said he's the grandson of the old comedian Rob Wilton. Don't tell me me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> this is an that. old. Yeah, apparently. But he said there's an old mm. Tommy Cooper gag that he came across, which mm. is brilliant. I mean, a comic could go on and do this now. And they probably this is about 1960. Mm. So he walked on with this kind of, uh, well, like a horn, the sort of horn you would drink out of in a sort of, uh, in a, one of these old movies, you know. Oh, yeah. So he goes on 
and he blows into the horn, blows into the horn, and it gets a kind of cheap laugh. And he says, "You laugh now," he said, "but within half an hour, this place will be full of Vikings." <laughs> that works now, doesn't it? Well sort of, yeah. Yeah, we mean well sort of. <laughs> Everyone's a critic. I, I well, Vikings don't exist. <laughs> Vikings don't exist. Well, not these days. Let's not break this gag down. Then let's not break this gun down. You do it to me yeah. all the time. It would be well. Vikings don't exist. No, they don't. The exist. literal heckle. Well, you did a joke there. That's quite absurd. And it doesn't really stack up. Yeah. And uh, that's true. No point. I'm fascinated by uh, the. Princess Royal, Princess Anne. Oh, yeah. She does more meetings and more things than any other royal. This is quite well known. Yeah. But some of them are so obscure. So yesterday, Her Royal Highness, Guardian of the Chaffinch Trust, wow. subsequently invented... Never trust the Chaffinch. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I say. I suppose it must be for the preservation of the Chaffinch. I yeah. didn't even know Do they were... Do you preserve your Chaffinch? I well, I'd like to. Yeah. I didn't know they were under threat, really. Yeah. And uh, Mandy Dander, who wrote from Coventry, wrote to the sun with this one. Uh, how wonderful that Grange Hill's Zamo Lee McDonald is in making a return to uh, primetime telly on EastEnders. It's nice to see some old faces return. Well, first of all, he's never been in EastEnders. And second of all, is it that wonderful? Would you ever, would you ever feel that about reading that news, that it's actually wonderful? Yeah. I wouldn't. It's got nothing to do with chaffinches. It does uh, great work all around <laughs> the world, uh, supporting and encouraging people. Oh, it's got nothing to do with chaffinches. Working for people who live in disadvantaged areas oh, on low incomes really? and lacking opportunity. There's no chaffinches involved oh, well, apart I'm glad from in you, their logo. I'm glad you, you cleared that up. Yeah. Because that would have been, you know, it would have been a mistake. Well, it was, yeah. <laughs> glad you cleared that up because it would have been a mistake. Well, it was a mistake, but we put it right. It's the 20th birthday Is of it? Grand Designs. Happy birthday, 20th birthday to Grand Designs. 20 years of presenter Kevin McLeod saying, I was worried that they'd taken on too much. <laughs> Every programme, he's always worried they've taken on too much, and they never have. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. There we are, that was this afternoon's show, so now you know, we've uh, nailed our colours to the mast, that's who's going to finish in those uh, other two Champions League places. Uh, it was quite different opinions, wasn't it, really? It was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, everybody thought Arsenal were going to make it. Yeah, they? that's very true, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow, we'll have clips of the week, more live radio and we'll be joined by the frontman of the band Blink 182. Have a fine evening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.